excited for some questions. I don't. Uh, <laughs> like, I, don't I don't. I don't necessarily have an agenda, and I just feel like just we just talk. Yeah, sounds good. I, we we all know the subject, so yeah. Uh, if we needed to take notes, we're, we should go to Cody Sperber's. We're, we're talking about diet today, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm out. <laughs> See ya. I am on that keto. Hey, Are you? Go. There you go. Have you, have you guys tried that? We've been on it for three years. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Listen. <laughs> we okay. No, I'm serious. Wait. Like, okay. Like, we I can... need your guys' help with this. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Okay. Really. All right, so like recipes, like getting gotcha. staying like so. I've been six weeks, right? Okay. And Bob and Carrie started it too. Uh, what a week ago? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, there you go. So, yeah. So we're just we're all just trying. Like, hey, how do we so, yeah. so you have to open Facebook okay. to do this, but go to Facebook. What about Instagram? No, it's not on Instagram. It's oh, Facebook. Okay. Okay. So go on Facebook and do hashtag Dining with the Davises. Oh, okay. Don't look at the um, person or there's like a page or something of dining with the Davises. They're garbage. Don't. But <laughs> look at all the hashtag ones that are our posts. Okay. They're all our keto posts, um, the recipes, what okay. we come up with. And we've been doing it for, um, so February 22nd, 2017 was my launch date. Wow. And um, I didn't know there was nothing about keto. Right. Keto was non-existent at so what all. So what was it called? Just like. Um, starvation. No, I, I started, um, because I just knew internally that I needed to cut the carbs, Right. like something told me just get rid of the carbs. And so I did. Yeah. And then, um, I was doing the traditional, like lean chicken and, um, a, a broccoli or a vegetable or something. And yeah. it was awful. Right? right. And so, but I stuck with it because I had a mission and then I went through the keto flu because I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what was happening. I went through this like awful like week. And then all of a sudden I woke up one day, excuse me, I woke up one day and I was like, I am in euphoria, like straight euphoria. I was a new person. Man, I, I haven't amazing. hit this yet. What is going on? <laughs> Stick with it. So, and then all of a sudden I, I was just this different person and I was like, I am not stopping this. Like, I feel amazing. What is happening? And at that moment I realized um, that there was a very clear connection between what you consume and your brain. Yeah. I had no idea that there was this neurological connection. Mm -hmm. And so that's what interested me. So then I started researching what you eat and your food, found out about the ketogenic diet um, only through a book called The Grain Brain. The Grain Brain. Yes. And that book was the reason I started incorporating fat. I had no idea that you were supposed it, to have fat. I was going to say, it's, it's got to be the fat that does it, right? And also, they say your stomach is your second brain. Right. Oh. It is. Yeah. It's incredible because that's why we say, listen to your gut. Well, your gut is actually telling you what to do. You, you listen to like Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we love jo yeah. Dr. Joe. Yeah. Okay. I want to go on his week-long seminar. Good luck trying to get in, right? You, okay, so in February, mm -hmm. he's doing an event in Sedona. I just okay. looked, and it's it's he's only there for a day of the three yeah. days, but I was like, it's not sold out, and it's Sedona. Oh, my right? gosh. So uh, that, I just looked that up. Special so, guest speaker, James Arthur Ray. Will you, send, a, hey, uh, so can you send us stuff? a link on that? Yeah, yeah. I, I found it on Instagram. Well, Ooh. that's why I didn't see it. That's <laughs> why I didn't see it. I, I think I found it on that Google. But uh, <laughs> no, so that's that's funny. We should share some some books too. So, yeah. yeah. Um, 
All right, so that that we can we can segue right into. Uh, you guys just missed a phenomenal uh, conversation about keto, but this is uh, Truth or Comfort uh, podcast. We're here with Drew and Risha Davis. They're local investors that have done had phenomenal success in real estate investing in in different parts of it, and they work uh, well with uh, with others trying to learn. So they're educators as well. So maybe you guys have seen them. If not, uh, Instagram and on Facebook, you should follow them. Uh, we'll put their posts here. But you guys, like, uh, other than this fantastic, we'll talk about keto on another <laughs> podcast. Uh, but uh, if you could, like, share your stories. Like, if you if you could, like, um, like, how did you get started in real estate investing? Sure, go for it. It was it was completely by accident. It was completely by accident. Um, I always like to tell people that we were just in that stage. Risha and I were in that stage where we were dating, but not married yet. And we recognized that, okay, you know, we're going somewhere and I think we've got a future. And she says, so, you know, I want to buy a house. And this was 10 years ago. So the market was just in the dumps. I said, okay, that's cool. You can, you can do that. But what am I going to do about my house? And the long and short of it was uh, in this search for trying to figure out you know, can I turn this this lemon into an investment? Uh, we ended up going to an educational seminar that, that was, you know, free. And it was a jaw-dropping moment. Mm -hmm. And we just realized there was this whole avenue where wealth is actually created. And it was in real estate. And I'm thinking, yeah. geez, I went to school to be an engineer. That was going to be my ticket, the 40 years and, and, and the you know pension and the whole deal. And that was um, coming to be one of those things I realized there had to be a better way. And so I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I was sold. I said, Rishi, you got to come with me to this. And uh, lo and behold, we ended up having our eyes open to the point that we made a significant uh, investment in ourselves and our education to go on this journey and say, we're going to slay this dragon. You know, uh, just real quick, I do want to talk about that real quick because a lot of people are like, man, I have to invest money. Why, why isn't this stuff for free? <laughs> I mean, any, any thought like, and I, I guess I understand it. The longer I'm in it though, it's like, the more successful pe people I meet, they all have coaches and still mm -hmm. around them, right. right? Because it's not like there's this massive brain dump that just happens, right? <laughs> and you know everything, right? You still have to continue to yeah. learn whether it's reading books. And I just find like, like a lot of people have coaches now, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Even Tiger Wood has coaches. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, we all know we went from the industrial age to the information age. And that's kind of where we are now. Well, one of our coaches just said, we're not in the information age anymore. We're now in the implementation age. Mm. And so the idea behind that is that there are so many resources out there where you can get all this information for free. You can go to the library and get all this information for free. You can go to YouTube University and get all this information for free. But how are you going to implement and you're going to implement and you're going to stumble, but you're going to be able to implement and have success a lot faster if you have a coach right. and you're going to be able to know, okay, this is how you keep going. If you actually are in touch with somebody who's been there or is where you're trying to go. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously process of elimination. Like if eliminating kind of the trial and error, you find somebody that actually has been there and done that, mm -hmm. right? And just do what they've done and get what they've got, right? But eliminate all the mistakes that they've made. Right. Yeah. yeah. It just seems like, um, you know, common, common sense. But uh, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. I also want to talk to you guys about like, so what kind of investments are you guys doing? Are you guys uh, um, 
if you want to share like doing fix and flips, you guys do some rentals. I, I know the answer, but these viewers don't know. <laughs> so just like we're, we're, what's your guys' business model, if you will, sure. or model? So. Sure. So um, we got started for rental properties and that passive income. That mm -hmm. was what our goal was. And so that is just our bread and butter. Um, we got into wholesaling in 2014, and that is really where we do a lot more transactions. That's the things that we do um, the most. And we've done a couple flips uh, every year. We do about four or five flips a year. Um, that's just kind of supplemental. It's not our. It's not what we do um, like in volume. Uh, and then we have over the past couple of years, we've really gotten into investing in tax liens and tax deeds. Mm, okay. um, and that's been an incredible experience. Really? I, uh, why is that? Because I'm not a tax lien deed guy, but I'm just so I'm curious. I'm naive to it. I don't know. Sure. So um, the whole idea behind tax liens and deeds. So we got introduced to um, a man named Ted Thomas, okay. who is America's number one authority on tax lien and deed investing. And he's become our coach. He's become a friend of ours. And he has literally held our hand to show us how you can acquire properties for 10, 20 cents on the dollar. And wow. we're doing it even though 97% um, of tax liens actually get redeemed. Uh, we're able to still take a couple of those out of every hundred. Then that means you're going to acquire three properties. Right. And when you acquire those properties, I mean, we're into them for eleven thousand, and they're worth one hundred and fifty. Wow! We're into them for eleven thousand, they're worth you know a hundred. Seems so, like a horrible investment. Oh, it's it's terrible. <laughs> like, why would you do this? That's awesome, yeah. guys. So it's that has been just amazing for us. And yeah, I, I could see why. That's incredible. How you, long have you guys been doing that? Um, it's been about I don't know three or so years. Oh wow! A few years. Okay. So the know. process is slow. It it can be slower. It's what you use to fill your pipeline. Right. It's it's what you use to say, okay, I know I'm going to have X amount of return on my money at minimum. Right. And then if not, I get the property in X amount of time. So you just have to plot it out. So so you guys, let's just you have you do fix and flips, and four or five a year is is a decent amount. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, so four or five of those a year, you have your rental income. That's your bread and butter. That's yep. you know. I, I like that model. I tell people all the time, like if you're just doing fix and flips, like if the market turns, what are you doing to bring in income? That, that was a job essentially, but you have to create that passive mm -hmm. income. And when I say passive, I don't mean like you're not going to be doing anything. It's still work, but it's not like crazy work. Would you rather be punching a clock or, or working on something that you own? Right. So, but, uh, and then the tax leads indeed. So that's really cool. Any, any, Anything else? I mean, that's a lot. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the the other thing that we have uh, started to work on is all of a sudden we realized um, in the past couple of years happens to coincide with the keto journey. But in the past couple of years, we've really focused on lifestyle design okay. and deciding what it is that we want our lifestyle to look like in our, our day to day life and then figuring out, OK, what are the things that I want to have, but I don't want to do right and that's when all of a sudden we had these like epiphanies where it was, okay, is there a system out there that can do this for me? Is there a person out there that can do this for me? And how can we get everything that we want? And so in the past year, uh, year and a half, we have been helping others automate their businesses. Yeah. And that's been huge because we've seen other people scale their businesses really fast and we're able to 
just help them jump the curve right. of learning to set up systems in their business. Yeah, help them get out of the way and maximize their time. I, I like it. And that's, uh, you've been doing that for, how long have you been using the system for? Gosh, it's almost a decade, but mm-hmm. eight years now. Wow. Okay. That's really cool. And you, you're just automating everything. I want So basically through real estate and through automation, you're creating the lifestyle that you, you guys want to live. Exactly. That's great. <laughs> I mean, how many people could say that? So uh, I would, it sounds like real estate was the vehicle and to tweak it, right? The technology part yeah. was essentially the Encompass or Damon's product. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. I mean, I'm, I like your guys' story. I love it. They're, they're local here in Phoenix. I, if you guys aren't following them, you guys should follow follow them on Instagram and, and Facebook. And Facebook. And and on if you guys are doing keto, you guys could follow them on the keto, too. That's right. Uh, and what was that one? At? Hashtag dining with the Davises. All right. There you go. So anybody looking to get started, like there's a few questions I want to ask you guys. Mm-hmm. Like anybody looking to get started, what advice would you give to them? Well, the first advice I'd say is that you want to follow an expert, right? Um, and then even before that, you have to have, I would say, the first advice is have a vision for what you're looking to, to accomplish. Because, you know, if anyone's just painting this field of, you know, roses and everything, uh, you can get there, but it's typically going to require some effort, right? So you got to have a vision of where you want to go with this thing because you can just supplement or you can use it to just replace and this be your primary thing. But you do have to follow uh, an expert. And, and ideally, if you can work with someone local that you know is tried and true, that's uh, definitely going to be a plus. And the last thing uh, that I would touch on would say that you got to have some sort of system in place so you can start to generate those predictable results from following the expert that's helping to guide you to the vision that you have. What kind of lift do you think you guys see using the automation, like percentage? <laughs> uh, it, oh it's gosh. not single or double digits. It's, it's orders of magnitude, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. um, when we first started to get to the point where we had deals or, or seller leads coming in that were two years old. Mm-hmm. And we had, in some cases, forgotten that they were on an automated follow-up. And they basically, their words almost verbatim were, I I came back to you guys because you were still reaching out to me after two years. So you had to be real. And then I called and the phone rang and and people picked up and I was ready. And it was just a matter of them being ready and realize half this is is longevity. Are you going to be around a year from today? Yeah, building that pipeline and then automating it. Because how how much time would that take for you guys to do that every single day? Day. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's not motivated. I'm not going to take the five minutes to say, hey, how are you doing? Is now the time. Right. Well, and so much, so much with automation um, in the follow up part, especially, is that if you don't do it, it doesn't get done. And you have to feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. And how often do we feel like calling somebody who's already told us no five, six, seven times? Right. You don't. You don't want to call. You don't want to build that rapport. You don't want to keep that rapport. With most people, some of them say, hey, yeah, call me back in a month. I'd love to talk to you. And we have great connection immediately. But for us, it's more about, you know what? Let the system reach out to them. Let them get a text message from us. Let them get an email from us. Let them get a a voicemail from us. And then all of a sudden, it just is like magic. And you have kept up with this follow-up plan that you don't even remember they're on until they call you and say, hey, I just got your email. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were like, how long ago was that? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. They feel special. That's you right. Can still think of them. Well, that's the key, right? Is using that, the implementation age. 
yep. information <laughs> and implementation. That's right. So, no, that's that's really good. I, I think a lot of people probably fall short mm-hmm. in that. In the system that you guys use is obviously the most advanced one out there. That does so much. Incredible. It it, it really is. I'm going to ask you guys a couple other questions. Should I want to know, like, <clears throat> I want to know, but everybody else wants to know, like, what's your craziest rental story? I know you guys have to have a good one. Oh, boy. Craziest. I have a, cra- I have a crazy. Uh, Just real estate in general. One. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's, yeah. So <laughs> we invest in this tax lien. And when you're investing in tax liens, you don't necessarily go and drive every property before because you're just buying the paper on it at that time. And so we get this one and it's in Superior, Arizona, which I didn't even know where it was on the map. It's I mean, it's far out there. It's 90 minutes at least from our house. And so um, when we start the foreclosure process, we're waiting to see, does the guy redeem or does does it go through? Well, it goes through foreclosure and then they say, okay, here's your property. Here's your deed. So I send a couple people out there to start looking at it. And, um, actually during the foreclosure process, but immediately afterwards, the sheriff of superior calls me and he says, uh, Risha, do you now own this property? Yes, we do. And he said, okay, well, there's tons of city code violations on it. Uh, I need to know your address so I can send them to you. And he said, there's also squatters that live there. Uh, do you want them off your property? And so of course, yes, get the squatters out. Turns out these squatters had lived there 12 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. And so I sent uh, some buyers out there after the squatters had been removed. I sent some buyers out there to look at this property and they come back and they say, Risha, I don't see the value in this. I'm not able to pay what you're asking. Like this place is a wreck. And I thought, I know my numbers and I know that I'm like pretty solid on this. Okay. A couple grand here and there, but let me know. So I sent a friend out there to remove everything, to haul out all the junk that was there. So the squatters had no plumbing, no electricity. There was no kitchen. There was nothing there. And so you can imagine that they were just using the house and the yard as their toilets and to sustain themselves. And then also they had, they'd been hoarding and all their trash was all over. So, I mean, the trash was up to here. There was fire damage, holes in the wall, holes in the ceiling. And then, um, what was the value? Right, right, exactly. And we were kind of like, you know, we didn't have eyes on it and they were dumping stuff under the floorboards. So they were lifting floorboards and putting trash underneath it. Why not? Right. Insulation, right? Makes perfect sense. (laughs) So when, when I ordered the dumpster for this one, the lady at the dumpster place, she says, um, okay, where do you want us to put the dumpster? Cause we can't put it on the road. And I said, we'll just put it in the driveway. And she said, is there a driveway? Where is it? Which side of the street is it? I don't know. I've never been there. So just put it in the driveway. So she's like, okay, I'll pull it up on Google maps. She pulls it up and she's like, huh, are you sure? Like this house sure looks rough. It's probably, this must be an old photo. And so then I pulled up Google maps and I was like, you're right. It is old. It looks a lot better then than it does now. Like Uh it was so bad. So they got everything hauled out. And as soon as we hauled out the trash, we were able to have, like the buyers went back through, they were able to see the value of it. They were able to have a better vision of what they could do. And just so happens in that time frame, the guy next door sold his house for one thirty, 
and it was a model. It was practically a model match. Oh wow! And so we sold ours for thirty. They had there was a hundred grand there yeah. for somebody to play with. Yeah. I mean, That's, it worked out, but man, it was nap. And I don't think anyone went to jail, right? They, they didn't actually have to go to jail because we did send one buyer out uh, in that process, and there was a verbal altercation at yeah. the, the property, and we understand authorities had contacted. <laughs> so uh, there was no wow. actual yeah. trauma that took place, but once the, the word was out that we were trying to do something with that property. It was definitely the ugliest thing we've ever yep, dealt ugliest with. property to date. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a good story. Yeah. I always like hearing what people's uh, crazy stories are. Yeah. So we have an event coming up. I'm excited for you guys to be teaching yeah. and yes. educating all the students, so uh, excited. team members, whatever. Uh, you know, a lot of investors will be there. So you guys will be teaching these investors your guys' method that basically retired you guys. So this is awesome. Yep. Um, and that's... Uh, Coming up, if I use a date, it will be gone. So, um, <laughs> but uh, if you guys are watching this for whatever it's worth, and you're able to see this, and you want to attend, it will be uh, November fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, um, two thousand nineteen. So yep. here in Scottsdale. Anyways, uh, so happy that you guys were able to make it on today. Any, I have one last question, but before that, I want to ask you: like, is there any last things that you want to say to any of the investors that are looking? to uh to get going investing in real estate i know you already did but uh if there's any parting words how about that <coughs> excuse me sure so i would say um just keep your eye on the next step just keep moving forward because drew and i felt like we were the tortoise in the tortoise in the hair when we got started it seemed like forever it seemed like forever for our first deal it seemed like forever for our first wholesale deal for our first flip all of that but then all of a sudden we looked up and we've been in the game a decade and yeah. we're like, whoa, how did, you know, how did that happen? And how did it happen so fast? And then, you know, we look up and it's going to be another year and it's just time moves so fast. So if you just keep taking consistent action and keep pumping the well, then you will get results. And with that, remember, <coughs> excuse me. Mm -hmm. Remember that in the implement in the information age, it's easy to get flooded with all the information that's out there. So just as Rishi was saying, one step at a time, don't try to learn everything at, at once. Learn to nail it, then scale it, then you can move on to the next thing. And that's how you'll be able to build on your own success. That's right. Yeah, just like to touch on a couple things. Um, you have persistence beats resistance. I can't tell you how many people have sat right here and said, Gosh, man, I wanted to quit because it just I wasn't getting traction. And it's like, you got to just keep going because once it grabs, it grabs. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The other thing to your point is there's so many people that want to do everything. And you're going to especially when you're new, you will never master anything. You have to find a focus, master that and then move on to the next. And you can master several things and have like think about it like a tool belt. You have different tools, but. Just start with one tool and master that. <laughs> I promise, like it, it works itself out, but you have to focus on one thing before you start focusing on everything. So they've been doing this a decade now and they have three pillars that they work on, but I promise you they didn't start with three pillars, right? So get the one, become an expert at that one and move to the next and That's then right. the next. So, okay. So this is a good, this is a question we ask everybody. You guys have had some great success in real estate, right? Mm -hmm. 
So with that success, um, how many Lamborghinis have you guys purchased? <laughs> Still waiting to purchase our Rolls. Okay. Oh, Rolls. Rolls is better. The reason I say <laughs> the reason I say Lamborghini is because there's obviously local people that promote their Lamborghinis. Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. don't ever really see their projects. So I always just say, hey, <laughs> what are you buying into when you're when you're purchasing someone's program? Exactly. If you're seeing cars and lifestyle, should you be actually looking at do they actually do real estate? Right. So that's my mm-hmm. point. So I ask every so far. We're zero Lamborghinis on this. So yeah. I will. Uh, Rolls Royce. Great. Uh, that doesn't count. But yeah, get the Rolls. Uh, anyways, and I hope that whatever. Seriously, you guys I hope whatever vehicle it is, Lamborghini, Ferrari, you get that. But but use your real estate um, to actually pay for that. Right. right. If that's what you want to do, um, have something. Uh, a goal, have a passive income in real estate paying for it. Otherwise, does it make sense to you? And the problem mm-hmm. will be that once you get to that spot that you're able to, you won't be able to justify right. buying it because you could buy another property. It's this yep. disease, right? That's, that's <laughs> been our issue. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been wanting a Bentley first and then the rolls for years. And it's every time we think about it, it's like, yeah, but even though I can use the money from this real estate, yeah. I could do something else. Do another property. Or, right. Yeah. And make more money with it and do, it's just, it's, it is a disease. It, it, it's a, it's a good one. A good one to have. It's, yeah. So when you, you guys, this is real real estate investing talk. Like seriously, if you talk to real real estate investors, this is the problems they're going to talk to you about is not like, Oh, let's go, you know, blow the money on this. Cause you work too hard for it. And once you realize there's a system if you deviate from that system, it's pretty exciting, you guys, for you to be able to go, okay, we take this money that we just accumulated mm-hmm. and we buy it again. It's a system, right? You keep you keep moving forward and accumulating more properties to say, okay, well, we could do that or we could just we could buy this car that's going <laughs> to depreciate. I'm not saying don't do it. Do it whenever it makes sense. But I'm just telling you the, the – uh, the problem is real right. because it's like you don't want to. So right. anyway, it's just food for thought for people out there. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I don't care if the Lamborghini gets you guys involved and gets you up off your butt to get motivated to, to do the real estate. Mm-hmm. At least you have the options to do that at some point, right? So I don't care the call to action, but just make sure you guys get educated, follow a good mentor, mentors, and uh, – yeah. Anyways, you guys, thanks for making it today. I appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate the time. So anyways, truth or comfort, you guys. Thanks, thanks. for having us.